You're listening to Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football. The one and only podcast dedicated to providing analysis, advice, and entertainment for salary cap fantasy football players. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Kennedy and Sean McGuire. Well, gather around, everybody. It is time once again for the Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Tim Kennedy. I'm here with Sean McGuire. Hello. Sean, how did this week go for you? Well, I, uh, I had, a, I had a, a little bit of a tough week. Lost by half a point after, after uh, Dak Prescott went down with an injury. and It was tough. I lost to Bodie. Thank God that you accepted that trade offer I made you. Last week, and I didn't start him. <laughs> well, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> had I uh, had I uh, been able to accept it, had it been a real offer, yeah. I, I would have smash accepted <laughs> no, that. I know, I know. <laughs> I loved how when we were trying to talk about what trade offer we we're going to do, it, like you kept on negotiating with me, like you're trying to make the trade offer better for you. I'm like, I because you know I originally was going to ask for Keenan Allen, and you were like, right. no, 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 I'd never do that. I'm like. Right. Well, why are we negotiating? You kept, this is all fake. You kept assuring No, this is not real, Tim. I just, I, I couldn't turn it off. I, <laughs> so you probably have noticed Farhan Hassan has not joined us, at least not very much lately. Um, Sean, any any word on that front? So, yeah. So I, I know what you're thinking. Uh, he's shown less effort than A.J. Green trying to make a tackle after a Joe Burrow interception. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he had a weird errand to run, and then he said he was going to basically walk the earth. What do you mean, walk the earth? Uh, you know, like, I mean, like, Kane and Kung Fu, or maybe, like, the Mandalorian and the Mandalorian. Just, like, you know, walk from town to town, meet people, get in adventures. Well, how long does he intend to just walk the earth? <laughs> he said until God puts him where he wants to wants him to be. Well, what if he never does? I mean, like, God's a dude now? I, I mean, but anyway, <laughs> I didn't realize you're being so gendered. Yeah, wow. He, he, he basically says if it takes forever, then he would just walk forever. So wait, so Farhan decided to be a bum? Nah, he'll just be Farhan. No more, no less. He'd be good at fantasy football, but not a champion like me. Stop talking like that. <laughs> if you find my answers frightening, you should cease asking scary questions. And end scene. <laughs> there we go. A little, little theater of the mind for you on uh, Steel. That's actually one of Farhan's favorite quotes. That's why I had to do it. From Pulp Fiction. From Pulp Fiction. Again, if you have not seen that movie. Something's wrong with you. Well, no, you just, you just should. I'm not, I'm yeah. not going to go that far. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into some more uh, serious discussion, perhaps, or maybe not so serious. But mm. uh, in news, Dan Quinn was fired this week. So he's second, right? He's second, yep. Yeah, so I don't understand how, how Adam Gase has a job. Well, it's because he's he's talked about relinquishing play-calling duties. Wait, 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 wait. Who's the guy that got fired last week? Bill O'Brien. And didn't he have a news thing about play-calling right before he got yeah, fired? He, tried, he was taking control of play-calling duties. Oh, I get it. So Adam Gase is basically trying to like, wait, look at that guy, took over play-calling, and he got fired. I'm, look, I'm going to stay away from that play-calling. <laughs> That's what he's thinking. He's trying to, this is how he keeps his job. 
Apparently so. It's maybe maybe it's a good play on his part. We'll have to see how that plays out. There's no good plays that on on Adam Gase's part. <laughs> it's not possible. <laughs> if there's a good play on the play sheet, he won't find that one. Well, COVID is uh, rearing its ugly head this week too, Sean. Or the last couple of weeks. What what do you what are your thoughts on that front? So you know we spent a lot of time thinking about this. So the so first of all, the big problem is the incubation period. So you got like Ryan Tannehill basically talking about how they got guys with full-blown symptoms that are testing negative, which Dr. Westgard did talk about. Um, and you've got, um, you know, guys with um, uh, no symptoms at all testing positive, and, and there's this, this delay, and, you know, it, it's looking more and more like we're going to have a problem. They're, they're just going to run out, out, of, out of weeks to, to keep on shuffling games that can't last forever. Um it's all this has to, I think now they're talking about doing game day tests, which to me is probably good from like a medical perspective. I'm not a doctor, but you know, I play one on this radio show and, uh, the, uh, uh but what I think that's going to happen is people are going to get tests in the morning of game day and they're going to get some positive tests and they're just going to cancel the game. So like when you get like that in central, you know, uh, American time, you get a, 10 o'clock all the you know all the deactivations for the day you might <laughs> the deactivation might be for you know the new orleans saints right, right. so that's 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 a, that's that's just kind of where we're going to have to live with this guy to drive bill belichick nuts he's he always tries to like figure out exactly how to how to do all these every, do everything like five percent better than somebody else and you know the patriots have been have not been immune to this so i, I just think Ultimately, we're, we're hurtling towards maybe a pause. You talked, your prediction was a pause. Right. And I, I, I'm starting to think that that's inevitable. Basically, I think to save the season, sooner or later, the, the NFL Players Association is going to have to agree to a, some kind of bubble. Well, and, and once again, I hope you're just dead wrong. But Yeah, no, I hope I'm wrong too. I think you're probably right. Um you mentioned Dak's injury. I'm sure everybody out there already knows that this happened, but um, it was really hard to watch. Um, not only the injury itself, but Dak's reaction. Yeah. No, I mean it's if you, and like, and this is going to sound like a little bit of a what was me thing, but two different guys played out this year and had basically career-threatening injuries. They're both on my fantasy football team. It's Dak and and Marlon Mack, and and you know the team is saying he's you know they're they're not going to change anything. I, there's no way that that's not going to somehow affect some dollars and cents, or at least in terms of what's guaranteed and what's not guaranteed. Um, uh, that was that was one of, one of the worst things about it was Dak playing the season on the franchise tag, and then it's having like, something like this happen. This is the alternate ending to Jerry Maguire. By the way, he's he decides to play out the season, and then he you know gets the touchdown at the end of the year, and he gets lots of money. Show me the money, all that other stuff, right? This is what happens in real life. But sometimes it doesn't have a happy ending. Um, you know the the injury he got is actually basically the same injury that Alex Smith had, right? The compound I, fracture. Yeah, and with and it's do you have clean socks or dirty socks? I mean, you're really hoping, Dak. I'm not trying to make a prediction that he's going to go down that path. I mean, the Alex Smith thing was, was, was really unusual, but it was a weird juxtaposition in a week when Alex Smith takes the football field again, which is something we're looking for. Right. 
And he completed his first pass, which was... And then almost nothing after that. Well, he had got, what, 0.6 seconds in the pocket before people were hitting (laughs) him. It was pretty bad. I will say, he got in a partial game, he he got sacked six times. And Aaron Darnold uh, got the first sack where he, like, rode him like a little pony. And uh, he goes back to the to the sideline. And he basically says, "Man, that leg is strong." <laughs> so like, you know, people were like, "Well, does, did he mean like you know he was trying to hurt him or something like that?" And like, no, I mean he just was like, like everybody else amazed. Probably, that... probably uh, Donald was holding his breath along with the rest of us. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah, because the last thing you'd want is to be the guy who's got your three hundred pounds of bulk um, pressing down that leg and have it give way. Right. Um, so you know the uh, good news. You you give one, you take one, you you get one. I, I you get six sacks, and you said, is the the point six seconds or whatever in the pocket? Is that is that you just made I'm that just up? Ma- I'm just making that okay. up. Okay, he was getting a lot of Cause, pressure because he was getting a lot of pressure. But I I started wondering like this guy has been out of football for a long time. The speed of the game, he probably has to he probably has to adjust to it. I'm sure. And uh, there's really probably no way to get ready for that until you're in. A game, right? Um, facing live bullets, so right now. Speaking of speed, uh, <laughs> Tom Brady yeah. had kind of an odd play this week where he <laughs> apparently thought it was third down when it was actually no, he didn't. He knew exactly what down it was. <laughs> it's actually fourth down. Yeah, he was he just like uh, waving to the ref with three fingers or something? No, no, he he held up four after. So what happened was he threw a pass. That was maybe not the perfect pass to throw on fourth down because he threw it pretty far downfield, and then afterwards he's he's you can't see my expression, but he's he's holding up four fingers like to everybody, like, hey guys, we still got fourth down, and then and then he stayed out on the field for a long time until finally somebody's like, Psst, Tom, <laughs> the game's over, <laughs> and then he, and then afterwards his coach was like, no no, we all knew what down it was everybody knew what down it was and then they had to redirect him to the proper sideline because he's walking to the wrong one <laughs> well yeah maybe maybe he was concussed or something <laughs> no, just old uh, so-, I, I, so so the funniest thing about that whole thing in my mind was that chase claypool after he got his fourth fourth touchdown he tweets out uh, a couple pretty pretty money tweets and, and one of them was of um like it was a uh, I think it was his head superimposed upon Tom Brady's body holding up the four fingers. Uh, so I thought that was pretty funny. He, there's there's a couple a couple good ones that was those were my, that was my favorite though. Well, I've mentioned the last couple of weeks we've been having some good conversation on our uh, Facebook group uh, called the Steel Pod. We had some questions come in this week that we just wanted to touch on. We had one come in just today, so we thought it'd be kind of fun to respond. I think they both came in today. Oh, nice. Yeah. I thought we thought it'd be fun to be, respond on the podcast rather than just uh, on the Facebook page. Right. Should we talk about one of them? Yeah, yeah. What, well, why don't Stuart, you set it up, Sean? Stuart, I, I would do like a, a crappy British accent, but from across the pond, uh, gave a, what I thought was an interesting one. Um Basically, he had uh, Barkley went down with an injury. Um, he's in a Superflex league. Um, he was looking at moving Barkley. Uh, Barkley was at, I'd say, for his $70 cap, $17 uh, for uh, for Barkley. And then, and then he was going to throw in Teddy Bridgewater, Scotty Miller, and uh, a 2021 first, hopefully late. We'll get into that. 
um, and was going to receive Joe Mixon at a pretty good price, about 13 bucks. Uh, Julio Jones, uh, maybe a little overpriced, but at about, again, about 13 bucks. And then uh, really cheap prices on Terry McLaurin and Dwayne Haskins was also going to get a early 2021 second round pick and uh, some cap money just to make this thing work. So that was the that was the deal, um, and you know, you got any thoughts on that? Well, um, I mean, I'm kind of setting Teddy and Scotty Miller to this side. I mean, Scotty maybe has a little bit of value, maybe Teddy does as well in a super flex league. But for me, the big pieces that he's giving up are Barkley and the first. Uh, the big pieces that Stewart would be receiving in only, return. By the way, only in a salary cap league would you give Barkley and a first to get Joe Mixon on your team. But yeah, go ahead. Right, right. So Stewart would be getting back Mixon um, a little bit cheaper than Barkley. Uh, he's also taking on Julio at a pretty good salary. I'm assuming that might be a salary cap move for the future, um, that he could get rid of that salary if Julio continues down the road he's on now. McLaurin, he's getting really cheap, as you mentioned. Um, and then that 2021, hopefully early second rounder, I'm assuming it's still Yeah, the first hopefully. pick he said hopefully late, and then the second that he would be receiving was early second. He's a little more confident on that one. Right. So um, I'm not sure I love this for Stewart, uh, giving up Barkley and a first rounder. I do believe in Mixon's talent, so he is getting – a good piece back at a smaller salary. So I like that. I do like McLaurin's future. Although, I mean, the quarterback situation in Washington is not great. So that does give it's, me... It's worse than not great. Yeah, that does give me a little bit of a... You mean Trevor Lawrence? Something to think about there. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> um, and hopefully, you know, really what, what Stewart's doing here is moving down just slightly from that low first to the early second. And that doesn't turn out to be a a huge difference. Right. Um, I guess it might kind of ride for me on how big of a difference that actually ends up being between those two draft picks. So I look at it and I think, okay, so Barkley, that's their market price on Barkley when healthy. Right. So that's, that's cause they just had their startup draft this year. He said, right. Uh, Mixon, that's just, that's the market price for Mixon. Um, since the, the market value is set, Barkley's value has obviously gone down cause of the injury. Um, but he he had a contender team, and so now he at least has a, he, a, a good running back to put in instead of Barkley. So he solves that problem, keeps him, him, himself in contention. Julio is a guy that I, I do think his numbers are gonna are gonna even out a little bit this year. But but at that salary, he's not he's not a keeper piece. So really, he's not he just has value for this year. I think for me, the 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 thing is Terry McLaurin at that price. He's a guy that you can keep for almost an unlimited amount of time. That's like pretty close to a minimum salary for, for a guy that I think is really, really talented um, and has proven to be productive even with God-awful quarterback play. So I like that. The one thing I was going to say that would be nice, because he's saying hopefully late on that 2021 20, first, one thing that I do advocate for people who are in a deal where they're basically trading picks based upon a presumption of where they're going to finish, well, you can you can basically, in most leagues, or you should be able to, um, put some conditions on the pick, right? So you can, you could lottery protect that pick. You could say, okay, well, if it is, if it is a late pick a late first, you get it. If it's a, if it's a top three pick or top four pick, then you'll get my second round or something like that. 
it, it, it takes a little of the guesswork out of it. Um, it does, you have to keep track of all that stuff, but, um, I'm a, if, if that's kind of like a part of the plan and everybody's agreeing that this is probably going to be a late pick, then I would say, um, that would be one of the things you could do. Now he's not, you know, if his season turns out really bad, like that, this trade could look, could look awful if he's giving up a top three pick in 2021. I, I still actually, honestly, I don't think it's terrible because I still think he's got Mixon and I think he still gets McLaurin and those are the two pieces that I love. But but that would be one thing that he could have done to protect himself. All right, another trade that uh, came in on the Steel Pod uh, was from Rob. He's uh, from Louisville, I think. I thought it was Lima, Peru, no? <laughs> no. I <laughs> I maybe misread that? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> anyway, he says that he is uh, a contender in a non-superflex full PPR league. Um, basically the DAC owner reached out to him. Um, Rob has Josh Allen and Kyler Murray on his team. Um, Allen is signed for a couple of years and, uh, Murray signed for three years. I would say at kind of market value. Um, Allen is at 17 bucks and I'm not sure what his cap is. I think if if it's the league he's talked about before, it's 400 bucks, but I don't know if this is the same league, but, and then Murray was $28. But signed for an extra year. So ultimately his question was, should he hold, uh, Allen and Murray, or should he give one of them up? Really? Murray was the one that was uh, presented as the uh, trade target for a 2021 second round pick and a 2022 first round pick. So two, two picks for Kyler Murray. Um, my initial reaction would be to hold. I think you've got two guys that have a chance to be in the top five of quarterbacks for the foreseeable future. Um, and who knows what you're going to end up, you know, if they're low first round or low second round picks, you're just looking at a dart throw and you've landed some good players here and you're a contender. I would hold on to those guys. I think one of the things he's looking to try to do is maybe cut some salary as well. But as I, as I see it, if he's a contender, the thing is, is having just experienced the loss of Dak, I I have, I'm three quarterbacks deep because Herbert looks like he's the real deal. And in a super flex league, sorry, in a non super flex league, I do feel like you still want to be three quarterbacks deep because these guys can go down. They still provide a significant uh, offensive punch. And um, so I, I would be reluctant. To, I know he's got this plan or he would pick up Andy Dalton. But to me, um, to me, you just have to be blown out of the water. And like part of it is if this guy's got Dak and he is down, he's probably also a contender. You're helping out a contender and you play him in the playoffs and all of a sudden Kyler Murray destroys you. I would I would really make that guy pay through the nose and to me this is is a it's it's a good offer it's a fair offer there's nothing wrong with it but you're if you're trying to win I, I would and you're ready to win this year I would probably hold on to the hold on to the two you got yeah I know. the value is not going to drop right I know in our league Kyler Murray went number three overall in our rookie draft which might be higher than than most leagues we have a non super flex league as well right but then you're looking at like maybe you are giving Kyler up for a chance to draft another guy like him and for a second round pick where yeah. Kyler's already he might end up being the number one QB in the league for fantasy um at the end of the next couple of weeks, his, he's got some pretty easy matchups. His coming career up. in his career arc to me, I mean, I'm not going to, it's unfair to say he's like Russell Wilson, but he's a similar player. Um, he's mobile. He's got a nice arm. Uh, he seems to be smart. 
and and I just like that's the kind of guy you want to build your team around. Now I don't know what the how long, these are these contracts aren't eight year long contracts, so I don't know what the escalator aspect of it is, but I, I would be reluctant. All right. Well, I failed to mention at the top of the show that we are going to be talking about uh, conducting an early fire sale, but it's... I was wondering what we're doing this week. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's not the title or anything, but anyway... We didn't um, mention it last week or anything, right? Right. But uh, this this is... uh, Your team isn't performing the way you maybe hoped it would have at the beginning of the season, and now you're thinking about um, trading assets for maybe something in the future, kind of taking your bad situation and hopefully making it lemonade down the road. Um, I'm a teacher. I'm a li- actually elementary school librarian. So I, I set this up. I'm a former Shh. teacher, classroom teacher um, in the who, what, when, where, and why uh, format here. So not necessarily in that order. And how? Oh, and how? Oh, and so how? the six is, yeah, or six of them. Who, what, when, where, why, You, you, and how. you don't teach math, do you? That was no, five. I read. That's, that's five. That's what I, I read and talk. Anyway, <laughs> so Sean, uh, Early fire sale. Why? Why would somebody be considering this? Or, um, yeah, I guess I already said you, you know your you, season isn't you, going great. I but. think you've already answered this question. <laughs> well, you get a catastrophic injury to a key player. Can you think of any catastrophic injuries to key players that we've had this year? <laughs> yeah, it's, let's say you had a guy named. Well, I'm not going to say his they name. all happen in week two. Maquan Tarkley, right? Or right. Uh, or Ak Mescott. Any of those guys, uh, or anything that rhymes like that, um, yeah. You, you start out, you it's you just you look at your your lineup. Some key players go down right away, and you don't have the depth behind them. Yeah, or, good or, time. Go ahead. Or, or maybe you've assembled. You know, you've heard of the All Pro team, right? <laughs> yeah. Maybe you've assembled the, the opposite of the All Pro yeah, team. Yeah, the All Disappointment team. What would what would that be? Well, so. I, pic- I know it might be hard to do this now, but I'm pic- gonna close my eyes. picture this team at the uh, beginning of twenty the 2020 season. Okay, right. you've got Carson Wentz. Okay. Kenyon Drake. I like to remember that. Now remember, <laughs> this is at the beginning of the season. <laughs> yeah, I did like, I think I said he was guaranteed number number one. Right. Yeah. Le- Leonard Fournette. I can see. It's a solid backfield. Solid backfield. Fournette right? and Drake. You got yeah. Wentz. Who's, who are my receivers on this team? Well, you've got DJ Moore. Oh, people love DJ Moore. Up and coming. He yeah. Yep. T.Y. Hilton. Oh, veteran balance. I yep. like that. It, yeah. In your flex, you got Marquise Brown. Who? <laughs> and you've got a top six tight end in Evan Ingram. Yeah, not one that we thought was a top six tight end, but you might no. have him. But but he was ranked top six yeah, pretty much everywhere. So yeah. imagine if you had assembled that team and you were super excited to go into the you season. You can imagine right after like that, uh, you, you put your team up to against everybody else's team you're like i'm so gonna dominate this league right and everybody else is like no you're not but whatever you believe it in your head and and yeah so do you so would you do a fire sale with all these disappointing players because it is kind of like i'm gonna sell low well so that's where i guess you have to evaluate i don't know if we're jumping ahead here this Mm. if this would come up later but um you have to evaluate what you actually believe about these players obviously yeah are you really selling low yeah um Exactly. Yeah. Maybe you're just like, oh yeah, I, what I see out of Kenyon Drake right now is it looks like an an old player. A, a good example is everybody was talking about how Juju was going to be great this year, and I kept on telling people, oh, you should trade him, and people were, were like, well, how would I sell low? I'm like, you're not selling low, you're selling high. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I think I'm right. <laughs> yeah, you you look like it now. That's for sure. So, so th- those are some situations of the why you would do an early fire sale. So, what is the fire sale? 
All right. So, so what do you sell, right? So the first thing is, is in a, in a salary cap league, I always try to tie it back to that because that's why we're doing this, right? Um, so anything that, that what I would call a present only asset, you, you just, you take whatever you can get. So if you got a guy who's on a, an expiring contract, you can get a fourth round pick for that guy and you can't do any better than that. Just anything that is basically only good this year. Like yeah, you got a really good kicker, right? Yeah. <laughs> Trade that kicker for a pick right. or, a, you got or something. The, you got the Colts defense or something right now. Right. Are, yeah. are they doing well? They are, yeah. They were at the top, at least as of last week. Right. I so if you can week. get something for that defense, if, if you may be wondering why are you in a league with defenses, but some leagues like ours still have still them. Have them. Um, the, uh, so you get expiring contracts. Um, if you have guys that have like just re- the contracts that you just you can't keep them, they might be a talented player. We talked a little bit about um, Julio Jones in that in that trade with Stewart that what he was suggesting. Well, he was at a salary that you're not going to keep. It's unlikely you're going to keep him at that at that at that salary. But you can. He's got value because if you someone can fit squeeze them under the cap, they can get present value for them, and you might be able to get something for them. So you get anything like that. Those are the first things to clear off your team, and you know, shop them around. We'll get into that a little bit how you do it, but but yeah, those are the guys you want to target for the first thing, first things you want to move. Um, then then the next thing, uh, you know, the problem you have is if these you don't you don't have a lot of leverage with these things because everybody knows these are just expiring assets so you just kind of take what you can get and and uh um and if you got um guys that are keepable like they're they're not a bargain um stewart's question was was saquon well he wasn't a bargain that was his market price and then he hurt his knee so he is he's a big name but the truth of the matter is, is that he's actually not worth that much because that's what. That's how the market set his value. So, um, you should trade those guys probably as well, um, unless you're just in love with a particular player. Um, so that sounds like that was would be a good move for Stewart. On, on that basis, yeah, the idea of moving him when he's a when he's priced at that market value and his value has gone down, I would. Yeah, I think that's you're just trading the name at that point in time. Not that Stewart's fire sailing, but just as an example. Yeah, no, he's not fire sailing, but but it's a good time if you can get somebody on the hook and get value, then, then do it. Um, and then and then you start looking at your players and being like, okay, well, is this guy on the upside of his career or is he on the downside? So even if he's got some value, you should look at those guys as well. Um, Maybe he's the twenty nine year old running back, or yeah, or you know. Yeah, thirty-one-year-old receiver. If, if you get like major that. injuries and you got Le'Veon Bell, and someone could use Le'Veon Bell in, in their flex or something like that, get something for him. I mean, he's not. Who knows what his situation is going to be next year? But you know, but but honestly, it's probably not going to. He's probably, his career is not going to suddenly blossom into scoring twenty touchdowns. Right? It's not going to happen. So, so those are the things that I would sell. Um, you, what are it, you buying? Yeah, you, I mean, you draft picks. And then, so I always there's a couple different ways of looking at this. You want draft picks. You want to cut salary. Like that's the thing is is because you want to set the table for what you're going to do next year. And if you, to the extent that you have guys that are that are overpaid, get rid of them. Um, any good prospects? So like maybe yeah, like this is one that I that I've uh, thought about in the past. Is you have these rookies that like if you think back to April again or whenever you hold your rookie draft, we do ours in August, but. Um, there's these guys that people are just 
so excited to get on their team, and then some of them just sit. They don't do anything. They don't do anything. Like remember they don't... Denzel Mims? Right. He hasn't even played. Right, and he, we talked about him as being like a borderline first round pick. Yeah. Um, and so those are guys like, <laughs> if if the manager doesn't ever see them play, they can really cool on them and mm-hmm. not be as excited about them. Those are really good guys to target in situations like this. I would this. say another thing is, is and this, this is a little touchier thing, but like second year players that really haven't panned out yet. Now you really have to, that's where you really have to, this guy's been in the league for a while and hasn't done much. And if you really believe in the talent, you could go get like a Nikhil here. Now I don't believe in the talent. Right. But, and I never believed in the talent. I had Nikhil like 10th or 11th and everybody else had him first. But, but if you are one of those guys that believes in that talent, and now's a great time to get him because yeah, you, you just, get him for nothing. You have to be really careful with the salary uh, with those guys because if if they don't show in year two, and then in our league we have to give them yep. a contract extension after two years. You know, if they're already priced pretty high, it's tough to keep it. Well, guy like and, that. and and also if let's say for so for uh, Harry's a great example because I had was not high at him, but but. Um, Whoever was high in him, who took him, you know, in the top three picks or whatever, they're probably paying him a little more expensive salary. So now you're getting the guy at kind of a bloated salary. Right. So that doesn't help you if you're fire sailing. It doesn't help you if you're fire, fire sailing, except for if your league uh, provides a significant advantage for drafting a rookie, then uh, then it still might be a bargain, but but you're still kind of getting a guy that somebody else has already overpaid and by drafting too high. Unless you really love the talent, and then then that's always the thing that 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 works out. And then I would say the last thing I'd say is, age matters. You want to get younger, but I don't think it matters as much as as is like how many contract years they got left and whatnot. People worry a lot about age in a dynasty league where you get to keep these guys forever. I think that's a bigger factor. But in a league where they're with the people, the someone's ability to stay on your team is usually governed by what you're paying them and what the contract is. Focus on that. Age is maybe like the third or fourth consideration. Right. Especially just considering how your contracts accelerate in in cost. Right. All right. Um, after you figure out what it is you want to sell, um, then the next question might become, who who are you talking to? Who is it? How who do you, you target your victims? Yeah. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, who's your par- who are your partners? Your Maybe that's partner. a nicer way to say. Yeah, it's a nice- so obviously you want to uh, hit up contenders. Anybody who thinks they're a contender, even if you know they're not a contender. In fact, that's actually who you really want. Where you really want are the delusional types. Mm. So if you're going for draft picks, you want that guy who who you look at his team in, or gal, you look at that person's team, and you think, okay. That is like the eighth best team in the league, but this guy thinks it's the top three, th- top three team, and you're going to put him over the top with your addition of Derrick Henry or something like that. Um, and uh, yeah, that's exactly what you want because then they you, you, they don't make the playoffs, and you get a, a lottery pick right. the next year. You end I up think. with a really high pick. Yeah, so so the guy. Ideally, you t- target the guy who's four and one or an eighth in scoring, or you know. Or maybe, or maybe he's uh, you know three and two, and but and you you don't want somebody who's scoring a lot of points because th- those records are eventually going to even out. So you usually want somebody who has some reason for thinking their team is better than they really are. Right. Another thing just to pay attention to in this area is um, in our again, I just am speaking from my experience playing salary cap, but um, 
some of the guys in our league end up with many, many draft picks. Like they do a lot of trades. They might have six draft picks coming up in like this draft. Somebody, somebody we, are you thinking of somebody we know? Like somebody sitting like, across from me behind a microphone? Well, no, no I thought I was going to go <laughs> with the guy who is out walking the earth. <laughs> well, yes, he's a, he's actually the prime example. He, I'm I think, the secondary example. I think this, yeah, I think this year he walked into the draft with nine picks yeah, or something I, like I that. I walked out with six though. And our developmental squads are only five players right. big. So guys like that almost have to trade picks at some point. So yeah, those are got to consolidate. Those are good targets for conversations. Yeah, and then so here's the thing. There are people in every league who just don't trade. You can send an email. Don't waste your time trying to get a no trader to trade. It's, it's, it's just you can you can send them an email because inevitably what's going to happen is you're going to make a trade with somebody else and they're what are they going to say i would have given you more yeah and then you say when's the last time that you actually made a trade with me right right so uh so you know you can send out that broad email you can send we'll get into that later or you can target that person send that person a text something like that just to make sure that they feel included but if 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 they're not getting back to you even if you have the perfect trade in mind for that person you can pitch it once. If you don't get a nibble, move on. So um, timing. You now we're talking about this pretty early in the season or late in the season if COVID takes the season in, in two wow. weeks. But let's but let's just presume. Let's be optimistic. We're going to be optimistic. Right. Uh, when do you when do you think you when's a good time to sell in your mind, Tim? Well, you want to hit a guy up um, when they're feeling pretty or a gal. Or a gal. Oh, you're really you gendered. Want, you want I, you did it first. <laughs> Um, you want to hit the manager up when they're feeling, um, good about their chances, but maybe they do see some cracks in the, in the, what the, the fascia, the, the, the armor, stucco, the armor, yeah. wherever they, wherever they're seeing cracks, but they, they have to feel good about their team, but they might see a hole opening up or maybe they had an injury. So, and you um, can, and you can show them the cracks, right? But they, but they might end up feeling those cracks with somebody else's putty that's that's just gross (laughs) um so yeah after an injury is a good time to maybe talk to somebody uh you might want to talk to them after they lose a game if they have a good record so maybe they started out three and one and they lost this week and three and two feels why are you looking at me really different (laughs) than three and one they're like oh I got to do something to fix this. Yes. Um, so they might be feeling kind of vulnerable. Like if they lost their starting quarterback and they lost the game, maybe that's when you should hit them up, right? That's right. Yeah, what, okay. What's your number again, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, the flip side of that, you might want to hit them up after they win a game. So maybe they were 2-2 two and two going into this week. They won. They scored a bunch of points. They're feeling optimistic. You might say, hey, your, your team's looking pretty good right now. Uh, I got the, another piece that uh, might help you along your way. So right. that might be a good time to do it too. You just, you kind of got to feel the situation out and where their team is at. Um, you know, maybe the, I own Kareem Hunt right now. Yeah. Uh, and he. Does he play quarterback? He does not play okay. quarterback. Not um, interested. But, no. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm very interested. But I'm, uh, yeah, I'm feeling really excited about owning Cream Hunt right now, right? right. With, with the Chubb injury. So I maybe didn't consider myself a contender up until a week ago. And maybe like, oh, well, maybe I'm looking pretty good. And yep. somebody could hit me up with a trade idea for 
as we mentioned last week, I could use a quarterback. So, right, right. Hmm. <laughs> uh, and then one last example, Sean. I don't mean to interrupt no, no, you, but no, I'm, um, I'm just making random noises here. So, okay. <laughs> um, let's say you're contending, and your main competition just made a trade. So, like, let's let's pretend that Sean, you and I are are both four and zero before this week, and right before the game starts, you you make a trade that really pumps right. pumps your team pumps up. My team up. Somebody, I might be vulnerable yeah, to a phone someone call. Someone should be like, you see what what McGuire's right. doing, right? Like he's he's better than you now. Yeah, you got to you hear what the drums is. By the right. way, I have this product here <clears throat> that you might you might be interested. in. It's called a quarterback. Oh yeah, yeah, right. And that's exactly what they do. So those are all great, but I've got the best, the best strategy and is and and when to sell. Mm, do tell. So you probably find some time, and it's tough in COVID. It's going to be tougher in COVID, but you find some opportunity to go and maybe have like a like a couples event where you you go and then like you get some drinks in them and then. You pitch them when they've had a few drinks, and, and you know it's a reasonable offer. And I think that that is that that's a really good time if you get a couple drinks in them first. Um, ha, do you have any stories about where that's been successful, Sean? <laughs> no, I well, there, I don't know why I'm asking you this. <laughs> why are you asking? I don't know. Yeah, I'm a glutton for punishment. Yeah, I'm alluding to uh, a, a trade that, that you and I made once. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't trade with me after drinking after that. No. And I also learned not to talk trade when I'm out on a double date. So Right. Because <laughs> was, there was this whole like under the table thing that was going on, right? It was very right. like the league-ish. Uh, league, the league-ish. League-ish. I don't know what it was. But yeah. it was, it was kind of like... It was like, like the league. Yeah. It, I, yeah. That's another the way show. of putting it. Yes. Yeah. We fail English. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that's, so, uh, that's always fun. Um, it is harder to do these days when no one is, when everybody's sitting at home, but you know, whatever you, you can do, do it around a fire, maybe yeah, you can do it around a fire. Um, so here's the big question is how, how do you actually do this? Um, we, we, we talked about a whole bunch of these things, but so you've, you've got your target. Right, you got some ideas percolating in your brand, in your brain, or, or your or your bread. I've had a couple of beers, and about how to uh, what you're looking to do. Um, so let me ask you some. I'm gonna pitch some things to you and see what your reaction to them. Okay. Almost every league has like an email or a text string or something like that, or maybe you have a a checkbox on on your on your league page where you can check you can put something on on. Um, on the block, so to speak. And right. What do you What do you do with that when you get one of those? Um, the do you, one, do you read them? I tend. I do open them. That's okay. that's the start. Okay. If if it gets the, an open, if it doesn't the, go directly to your spam folder. Right. Okay. If the team is listed, every player on their roster, start and, including all the worst ones. Yeah, just every like they just checked every player on their roster. Yeah. Then I cease to read it. I don't go. Th- you know. You're like, oh. I can look at your roster anytime I want to. <laughs> now, if somebody puts a player that, you know, is, is, maybe, it's a, if it's a curated list, yes, like, well, there's a two names on the list and they both are performing well this year. Then I click on them to see how much they cost. Right. Yeah. So for me, it's about, I don't, I mentioned this last week. 
I want to do the work for my target. I want to make it easy for them. So sending them a list of my the players on my roster doesn't help, but sending them two two players or maybe sending the league two players that I'm seriously thinking about trading, that's a little more successful. Yeah, I I, I don't I I think a lot of this the 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 check the box and list your players who you're you're going to trade. I think a lot of that just for me, I don't even look at them honestly. I don't even get to the point where I it, it does go into my spam filter. Oh, okay. I don't even I don't even do that. If someone goes through and, and sends an email to the whole league, a broadcast email, and says, "Hey, I'm I'm going to have a fire sale," even if they don't tell me what they're selling, now that gets my attention because that means that you're expressing a true intent to trade, and and so then I can go. I might I might you know think I'm smelling blood in the water, and I'm going to contact the person, and who knows, maybe uh, maybe that's not the way it turns out. Maybe it's a mutually beneficial trade. That, that's surprisingly how a lot of trades are is people it's not always one person you know defeating the other person in a trade it's oftentimes hey i want the present and you want the future and we can talk right well and you're setting yourself up for success in the future if your trades aren't always lopsided or you always yeah. take advantage of somebody yeah eventually people will get tired of tired of talking to you the uh so what i like to do I like to scout other people's teams and I like to look at their situation and then, and then, and then cold call them. It's not really a cold call because we're in a league with friends, but it is, it is basically I'm matchmaking myself. I'm doing my own version of that and saying, well, you know, Tim, you, you really have a really nice team, but you could use a quarterback. I have, you know, three, wait, I only got two now, but, but that is, you know, and then it's, what are you thinking? Do you like any of my guys? And I, and I'll let you tell me which of my guys you like because because why am I going to try to sell you if if for me they're pretty similar why am I going to try to sell you on Josh Allen if you prefer Dak Prescott right right um so then th- that's just work that I don't have to do to try to tell tell somebody why you want this player that they don't want it doesn't get you very many places in my mind right. Um, and then the other thing is like, you know, you have discussions in the off season and someone, you know, maybe has maybe tried to get a player from you earlier in the year and you said no, cause you thought you were a contender and now you're not. Well, circle back to those people. Cause if they, if they were interested in your player before, they're probably still interested in that player. And, um, I think that's actually a really good opportunity. So I would encourage you just to kind of always talk about everything with people, even if you have no intention of making a trade. It's 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 useful to know who likes what. We got a guy in our league that I I, I know liked Le'Veon Bell a little more than than other guys, and that was uh, 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 an opening for me when I, whether I would want to trade with that guy or not. Uh, I didn't, but but the point is that I had that in my head because there was an earlier conversation that that person had expressed to me that they they do they do like Le'Veon Bell. So right, and this might be a case for. Um keeping some notes at your auction if you know if if it's the one owner in the league that bids you up on somebody or maybe yeah. vice versa like you get a sense of who guy we're, we're who both owner, going back who and managers like yeah we both went back and forth on julio jones and and i got julio you're gonna be like uh well okay fine i was gonna let him go at that price but you know maybe a few weeks later i call you and i say well, yeah well you know julio is available all right then Another thing to think about is just kind of, I don't know, how to have the conversation with the person you're talking with, maybe what to say, what not to say. Sean, you already mentioned it's not really worth trying to convince another owner. Uh, I mean, you can convince at the margins, right? But if someone's right. like delusional, like 
you telling them what they need it's like you need a, 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 you need another like you know you need another running back like um it's your running back two is Le'Veon Bell or if they don't feel that way it's not really going to do anything Kenyon Drake you're like no I really believe in Kenyon Drake you're okay you can continue to try to tell the person that Kenyon Drake is not going to pan out it's not going to they're not going to it's not going to move the needle unless right. you have some specific evidence to it might sink in later right so you can still make your point and maybe they'll start thinking about it a little bit later and then you know so listen to what they say and how they say it i guess is what i would say yeah um yeah i'd, I'd listen more than i talk yeah i think basically that, i think that's a good lesson in life and marriage yeah yeah, yeah. um Again, da- dating marriage <laughs> advice we're doing all we do it all yeah. here um <laughs> medical legal we cover yeah. everything um, you can also see, see what they do, right? So you can watch their waiver wire moves. So if you see, like, I noticed you, you, you've been trying to get a backup quarterback the past few weeks, right? Yeah. And I don't, depending on the site you're on, I don't know how transparent those things are. That's true. We but, announce all of our missed bids. Yeah. So that may be helpful, helpful to you. It may not be, but if it is something that you get, that you can see or gets announced in your league, that's a great spot to watch. Right, and then I think I think you want to really assess their salary cap. Like you spend a lot of time looking at your salary cap situation. Look at their salary cap situation. Look at where they are and where they want to be, because it, it might prevent you from making, like, you know, they might be limited and they can't uh, get backups because they don't have any free agents space and they and their depth is minimal. And so the only way that they can really get a backup is through a trade you know that that let's say a guy comes online you know early in the season and they just they they can't get you know robinson or something like that well maybe they're more interested in the guy that you have because you can they can do that via trade so you want to look at at their salary cap situation it also helps you figure out kind of where they're going with their team um and where they can go with their team and then or a trade that makes sense in general yeah. like this salary match or it whatever. is just it is a little bit of just kind of knowing uh, you just you should know their team as well as you know your own team or at least close right um and then i'd say uh the other thing is that so if you're trying to sell a player that is underrated like you think is underrated like i really like this guy you know but nobody else does <laughs> um you it doesn't really work that's not that's not a great move to make in a fire sale because you should either hold that player, move on to somebody else, uh, or alternatively, if you really, really believe that, that you're right and they're wrong, you, you have to be prepared to dig deep into stats. You have to be able to say, this is what happened, this is what happened, this is what happened, this is what happened, and um, you know, this is what these players are, this is why he is worth what I'm asking for. And it may not work right away, but you're, you're, you're going to have to convince them with numbers because that's the only way to do it. And it may work and it may not because some people just don't like guys that you like. Right. And then finally, um, in, in terms of how to do this, it's just what to ask for in return. So again, we, we've touched on this a little bit. Some of this stuff, you generally want to get younger, maybe cap, even cap space. Yeah. Maybe even more importantly is get cheaper. So one thing that you, uh, are stress, I think is, is, get try to get multiple picks if you're just trading like 
the more the more pieces you get, I think the more chance you're going to have that something is going to pan out in the future. Right. Because in in theory, at least, if you're fire sailing, you're giving up a pretty known commodity. It's somebody that a team is convinced is going to help them this year. Well, you're giving up something that's known. You want to get a two, three shots at a prospect because chances are at least one or two of those are not going to pan out. Right. And, and for example, if you're trading for a young player that hasn't hit yet, you're still paying for the name value of a Jonathan Taylor or a J.K. Dobbins or something like that. So even though you're, you're kind of paying the price for a guy that has already hit, because the rookie guys are so hyped and you don't actually have that because that guy might actually end up being Trent Richardson and never really pan out. And so, um, and it's, but it's hard to convince the guy that drafted Trent Richardson that in fact, he's, he's, you know, and you're trying to get him. It's, it's an odd position to be in saying, Hey, this guy that you drafted and I'm asking for is maybe not that good. (laughs) It's, it's, it's a weird a weird pitch, but the, well, the thing that I think is, is like you find whatever the, whatever you think the fair market value is, and especially if someone is contending, if you're trading with a contender and you know they're getting a known quantity and you're getting a prospect or or a couple of prospects, always try to get one extra little thing that doesn't seem to add up to anything. Farhan is a master at this. At the throw in, as a throw hey, in. Hey, throw in this and we, throw in and something. It's a, a done deal, right? It might be a third round pick. It might be whatever. Each of these little things is nothing, but you can then take those little things and, and package them together and, and move up in the draft and whatnot. And and if someone is a contender, ultimately your, their third round pick in 2022 isn't going to make or break a deal. But it, so it, it's a little extra tax that you can you can use to because you're giving up the thing that has present value. It reminds me a little bit of an office episode. <laughs> Um, or it might just be a general like story that's told around the world. But right. in the office episode, I think Jim or Dwight or somebody traded a paper clip. It's the for, American Office because we do have yes, it's the we do have <laughs> listeners that probably are unaware of the inferior American version of the Office. It, it, true, and it, maybe this was an episode in the uh, in the British <laughs> Office as well. But right. I forget which characters traded a paper clip for the next thing and they just kept trading it and by the end of the show oh that's show, like a thing that there are people who have done this and you can watch youtube videos of people who have started with a paper clip and then they've bought a house yeah so on your next trade ask them to throw in a paper clip that's the take home <laughs> <laughs> if you can get a paper clip all you're, right you're well on your way to a championship so we have some case studies we've got some in our league we've got some actual uh, we talked a little bit about uh, Rob and Stuart's uh, suggestions. We have a couple fire sales that went on in our league, and I think it might be worthwhile to take a look at these to kind of assess whether you know these were good fire sales or not fire sales, whether everybody's goals are met. Right. So the first fire sale uh, involved Derek Henry and Adam Thielen. Uh, Henry was at about or is at about fifteen percent, signed for two more years. And Adam Thielen uh, is at 5% of the cap uh, and needs a contract next year. But two big names. Um, those were the principal pieces on that side. In return, that, well, the, own, the, th- th- that owner also threw in a third-round pick, it's worth mentioning. 
Right, and got a second round in return. I actually heard about that negotiation this weekend, but um, <laughs> that was that was the last little bit of finagling. But anyway, in return for Henry and Thielen, that owner got a probably mid to high first round pick next year, um, a second round pick next year as well. Cam Akers and Zach Moss. Right on their, our rookie deals, right? Yeah, and Acres and Moss, right, on their rookie deals are about 8% of the cap. Um, so, in my mind, the owner that was fire sailing gave up Derrick Henry and Adam Thielen for basically four prospects. The the first rounder, the second rounder, Cam Akers and Zach Moss. And both yeah. Akers and Moss went in the first round of our rookie draft this year. So, for me... I kind of like this deal for both teams because the one that received Derrick Henry and Adam Thielen um, is having a better year than he's had for a while. Yeah, I don't know that I would have labeled myself as a contender. Um, well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, well, I'll turn it over to you then. You know, so when I look at this, I mean, we are covering the fire sale aspect of it, um, but he, um, we'll just say he's Yatin. You know, he he did a really good job in this because he actually picked that guy whose team is not as good as he might think he is, and so he thinks, okay, I'm going to give him these pieces. It's going to feel, it's going to feel like he's a contender, but I'm not sure he's. I still am not sure he's a contender. So there's a chance that he's still going to get a pretty good draft pick. Um, in in for 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 Henry, he might end up getting a. There's a good chance that it's going to be a mid a mid first rounder, which is a big difference than a late first rounder. I uh, think. And the second rounder this year yep. is pretty valuable as well. Yeah. It's a deep draft cl- draft class. So I think this is, this is for a fire sale. That is, he did a couple moves. This was the most prominent one. I, I I'm thumbs up on that fire sale right there. He, he just for background, he, I think he lost uh Saquon and he said, Moore has been an underperformer. So he had a team that was a contender. In fact, he lost in the championship game to me last year. So this went from from almost having it all to having some disaster happen. And I think this is a nice way of recovering and rebuilding. And I know we weren't, aren't talking about this necessarily this episode, but he's staying fluid and making moves, even though he went to the championship last year. I commend him for that as well. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, the other uh, big one that we made, actually, uh, um, uh, another guy who I think before tonight was undefeated, uh, acquired yes, Stefan right. Diggs at about 12% of the cap. Um, but his his he, his salary cap situation is not great because I think this is the end of his second contract at the end of this year. So it, he was going to be escalated for a pretty big pay bump. Um, and he got... Um, it's the his current contract goes through next year, but yeah. still, it's not a great contract. It's not, it's not, it's not a terrible contract. It's Stefan Diggs. So far, he looks pretty valuable. But he got um, uh, he, 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 the the fire sailor uh, uh, traded him for a twenty twenty one number one uh, Chase Claypool, who he had at a, he got as a steal at the end of the second round, and uh, uh, Lamichael Perrine. Um, who's not somebody I like, but but again, with with some news that's coming soon, right? Uh, we may actually have th- this may end up being a particularly good fire sale because I, I'm 
Stefan Diggs is a guy that I, I like. You've joked about him and, and Josh Allen. I, I know they played tonight. I know they got there. They got beat. Uh, I don't know what the numbers were, but I'm guessing maybe there was the tantrum on the sideline. I don't know about that. Uh, cross my fingers. You cross your fingers. Yeah. Well, maybe, uh, maybe this is maybe I should break the news right now, if in case yeah, people haven't yeah, heard. I'm still thinking about it, but it's but, topical. Well, but before we do that, let's just what what do you what do you think about? about that trade for the fire sailor for the fire sailor. So it got the 2021 first. And, and just, you know, before this year started again, this is kind of the classic. He had Wentz, Thomas, Godwin, cooks, uh, Henry, lots of guys that are underperforming and or injured. Um, so, so he had a desire to kind of make a move, make, yep. make a change. And, uh, so he took the guy that, that was the guy to move, I think. Right. No, I, again, I commend him because he went to the finals. Did he win the year before last well, he year? Might have been. And, then, and then last year, he lost to me again, but like in a really fluky situation. It was like kind of a, a lucky situation where I got, you know, I, I came away with a win. I wasn't sure how it happened. Oh, you know, I think I think it had to do with um, uh, uh, Cook getting getting hurt again, something like that. So just a lesson learned, maybe we didn't mention, but... <laughs> these guys have been good, and as soon as their team is is showing signs, they're making moves, which yep. again is, is a great way to. But approach I love it. this deal for him. This is his, his name's Lance. Uh, it, it, he got. I mean, the, the funny thing is what actually happened. So what happened? Well, so yeah, it, it was a good deal for Eddie as well. I think because he was four and zero. Yep. Uh, he's the guy that traded for Diggs. He had a hole in his lineup at receiver. He he did it's, something it's about a, it. It is it's a heavy price, to but pay, he though. did he gave up that twenty twenty one first Chase Claypool and Lamichael Pirine. Yeah, the sad thing is these two teams played each other this right week. right after making the trade. Eddie was undefeated. Uh, Lance, who just picked up Claypool in this trade, started him. <laughs> and of course, Claypool went off for four touchdowns. I don't even think Lance wanted to win. I think, I think it's probably I don't true. think he was tanking, but I think you know he was like you know I'm okay if I if I don't win this game. But tough tough luck for him. It's he tough, won. It's tough luck for Eddie too, so make, we, making that trade and then uh, having his own former player burn him. So we have mentioned inadvertently. By the way, this is not planned. I personally mentioned Le'Veon Bell like five times this podcast. We got some breaking news that happened while we're podcasting. What, what, what are you, what are you reading over there? Yeah, Le'Veon Bell was released by the Jets, uh, maybe about an hour ago, or so. Um, so Lamichael Pirine might might pick up some value there as well. Yeah, it's it's it's. I'm reading some stuff here that's basically saying that maybe they're they're trying to. Uh, the, 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 they make the announcement, the releasing announcement, and then there's a window of time before it actually becomes final. And I think they're really hoping that somebody will offer them something to 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 get Le'Veon Bell on their roster, and maybe they're willing to pay for some of that salary. Um, so there may still be some negotiating going on. But I mean, as a Le'Veon Bell owner, my initial reaction: we'll see. I'm I'm happy. He's not on Gase's team. I don't see how it can get worse. It's either he's he wasn't really a functional player, and uh, so I mean he could end up getting buried somewhere. But but at least there's a chance. I, I, I haven't even thought about where he might land. No, I haven't either. I mean, we just just came across this a couple of minutes ago. I think it's the Colts. Mm. Oh, <laughs> wait a second. Yeah, I gotta go somewhere right now. <laughs> 
All right. Well, thank you for joining us this week. Next week, we are going to have Dr. Bjorn Westgard back on the show. Oh, yeah. Does, he know, does he know that? No, I think he does. I think he does. I think we've, we've set this up um, to talk about some of the injuries we've heard about. We've had some strange ones this year. Um, so we're bringing him back to uh, talk about their impact and what kind of recovery period we can expect um, and to understand what these these terms actually mean, like compartment leg syndrome. And, oh, oh wow, just yeah, yeah, it's a yeah, little it's, preview. Yeah, right. um, we also coming up in, in uh, the next couple of weeks anyway, we'll be talking about some handcuffs that might be worth acquiring at this point in the season. Um, and if you want to, I, let me back up. If you want any injuries in particular to be covered by, like a particular player's injury, like we, we'll, I think we can try to give it to Bjorn, and you might get your own personalized scouting report on that injury. Maybe, maybe we'll we'll have to see. He's a little particular. No, I'm just kidding. He's a great guy. Um, but you can send that our way. I'm on Twitter at SteelPod. I'm at SteelPod Sean. You can post it to our Facebook group, the SteelPod. Um, or you can telegraph it to us to the local office. Again, I'm just take, <laughs> making terrible dad jokes. So, wow. Well, I know. I'm sorry. But uh, once again, thank you for joining us. And until next time, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Steel. Join our community on the Steel Pod Facebook group and follow us on Twitter at Steel Pod.